Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to Bonafide Talk. Is the world burning around you? Are no? Are things are things okay? Um, you know, if you don't, if you're not, if you're watching the news, you probably think that. Um, I've been guilty as charged today of thinking that the world has been ending. Um, we'll see. <laughs> Stay tuned to see if it actually does. Who knows at this point? But anyway, this is Bonafide Talk, guys. This is Wednesday, November fourth. Um, day after election day, uh, chaos is still unfolding. So we'll see where it goes. We're going to talk a little bit tonight about some things going on and then we're going to keep it cool and, uh, talk about something other than the election. Cause that's all we're hearing about right now. So anyway, as always, I got Brian Edwards. We got Blake Manzer. We got Cameron Campbell. What's going on, fellas? What's going oh, on? Hello. Um, what y'all drinking on Cameron? You want to start us off? Oh yeah. Let me grab another one right here. Pop there it out of this koozie. The good old creature comforts tropicalia. Mm. The classic. Athens, baby. Athens, favorite. baby. It's got on my face. Honestly, uh, tropicalia, that's not the sour, is it? No, it's just an IPA. Okay, bet. Um, which one's the sour? Uh, fuck, what was that called? It's the tri- uh, is it tritonia. Athena? It's the Tritonia. That's the sour. Oh, oh yeah, yeah. Okay. So I like, I actually like Tropicalia a lot, but the sours, no go. That's good. So anyway, Dude, I, I like the Tritonia. Um, these are very Shout good. out to Creature. Yeah. They're good. More of a summery beer, though. I'm going to be honest. What do y'all think about drinking summery beers like when it's cold outside? Does that bother you? Uh, I don't really consider it an IPA summery. It's good all year beer, you know? Hey. I mean, beer, right beer is all year. I don't know. Beer I kind of. All year. I feel like it is kind of summary. Like, so I'm I'm about to pull up an, an IPA, and it just I was hesitant on it because it's I mean it's pretty cold out right now, and I'm like I don't know. I feel like I should be drinking on like a porter, a Guinness or something. Yeah, <laughs> something darker. Yeah, no shit. The Oktoberfest. All right, you know, B, Blake. Coffee. Well, speaking of, what you got? So, <clears throat> I was gonna pull out the Trump koozie tonight, um, you know, <laughs> to stay with the theme, but I can't find it. So I just got the the regular old blue Yeti, but inside we have a mango India Pale Ale from the mm. uh, the local Palmetto Brewing Company brewery out of Charleston, South Carolina. Sweet. Palmetto. No, yeah, Palmetto. It's a uh, South Does Carolina. Have anything to do with the armory, or well, is that an area? Palmetto is like it's South Carolina is known as like the Palmetto State. You know, like oh, the okay. yeah, so that like palmetto sense. bugs, cockroaches. Those are from, I don't know. They're they're called palmetto bugs here for some reason. Huh. Um, learn something every day. Palmetto trees, palm trees. Yeah, the, the cool. palmetto state. Palm palm trees are palmetto trees. Yeah, hmm. palm trees. Uh, is, Damn, palm is short for mind, palmetto. Mind blown. I did not know that either. Huh. Yeah, I honestly I could be making all this up, but I feel like it's right. <laughs> well yeah. isn't the palm tree in the like the little the little, isn't the palm tree in the little crescent moon isn't that south carolina yeah 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 all right okay well, well hold on. let's 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 cut to let's cut to brian real quick brian uh is your drink of the night did i just buy a cup of coffee at 7 30 okay Dude, is, that a, is that a psl not coffee oh 
with the sore throat today. So uh, mm. Starbucks has this little concoction that's supposed to help that. So it's my it second tea? one of the day. They, they got tea. Starbucks right? is a tea, citrus, honey, some shit. I don't know. Is but my throat feels better. Yeah. Probably some of that too. Yeah, you I know got what, the uh, that's what I'm drinking tonight. Yeah. You know what cures a sore throat? A glass of uh, of 180 proof bourbon will cure a sore throat. <laughs> well, Is that what... I would go hit some of it, but uh, Mao in the chat kind of killed that. Oh, oh Mao. <laughs> yes, What's he did. Mao? Shout out to Mao. Good Sour Lord. Uh, um, Just kidding. I told him to kill it. Yeah. <laughs> I supported him. Yeah. So. God. <laughs> His liver did not. Yeah, know. for our listeners. <laughs> for our listeners. Uh, I'm sure uh, half of y'all were at Brian's big housewarming party a couple weeks ago. That was nuts. But anyway, uh, well, awesome. Hope you start feeling better, B. Um, get rid of that COVID's. <laughs> no, it's not COVID. Nah, it's fact, that check. fact check. It's not COVID. We're just kidding. COVID's a hoax. Um, all right. I see, the, I see the album in the background. Tell me about it. It's one of my favorites. One uh curtain call. Yes, sir. OG. Oh, nice. Slim Shady, baby. Yes, sir. Betty um, I don't know what year that came out, but I always loved that. Like the branding. He had a couple different albums that kind of was that like before that. or after the Eminem show? Because I think the Eminem show came out in 04. Uh, I think after. it's after. Yeah. This might be like oh seven or oh eight. I can't remember. But yeah. All right, fellas. Well, uh, well, awesome intro. Um, one thing I want to talk about, we kind of missed out on this in October, and uh, you know, I didn't really prep y'all for this, so I just want to see where y'all's heads are. Um, one thing I got a lot of value out of um, in our September episode, or one of our September episodes, was kind of being very intentional about goal setting for the month, writing it down, actualizing it, and then heading for it. Um, any Anything on tap, guys? Um, I can start off if y'all want me to i'll i'll kick us off go for it okay yeah go for it um all right fellas so y'all didn't hear me with a uh uh what's what i'm drinking on over here tonight because my my november is sober sober november wow no 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 brew november (laughs) wow that's what i'm working because of how uh the situation you woke up in on sunday that way that's definitely part of it yeah that's definitely <laughs> part of it so. we'll have to fill in the fellas after this episode but uh yep. yeah yeah uh let's just say uh old lusky had a had a fun night on halloween um <laughs> realized that he can't handle his booze as well as he wants good and uh anyway so yeah i woke up uh with the spookies on november 1st and was like you know what maybe this is what i'm gonna do for the rest of the month so <laughs> nice. uh, that and then and then also honestly like I just noticed over the last few weeks, I just did not really have like a craving for it. Like wasn't really, you know, leaning for whatever. So I was like, you know what? I've kicked coffee before I've kicked everything else. Like I'm just going to kick booze for a month, see what happens. So that's one. Um, got a couple things on tap, but I want to hear about what you guys are working on this month. Yeah. I would say coffee's hard. It is hard. I would say it's harder than alcohol for sure i went uh oh, oh, i did coffee last month i didn't have any coffee in october they're raging damn dude yeah, i didn't have a single cup and you wow know i didn't like, i drink yeah a you drink a lot of coffee <laughs> wow like, sometimes like four or five cups a day how did you um, how did you feel after like a week in like how long did it take to not feel like shit really day? no i really didn't feel like shit though huh 
like I at really, all? I really didn't. Yeah, like sometimes, I mean, there's been days, you know, I pretty much have coffee every day, but there's been like a day here and there where I, I don't have it. And I don't feel like shit on those days. I don't know. It just, um, and I, 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 so I replaced it with tea. So like tea still has oh, a little so you, bit of caffeine. Oh, you got some caffeine. It's, gotcha. Yeah, gotcha. it's not nearly as much. I didn't go like cold turkey or anything. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, I had tea. I had green tea and I had, uh, I worked Yo, a little uh, vanilla chai towards the end of the Real month, quick, but... I got to interrupt. So this Zoom license we're on is going to kick it in like two minutes for some reason. I'm going to leave mm-hmm. and I will post the new link. Y'all keep talking. Once you see the new link, just join in. So uh, okay. listeners bear with this might be like a minute or two of some technical. Is it, is it going to kick us all out? Um, I think I can make one of you the host. Let me see. Cool. All right. Um, I just made Garrett the host. So cool. I will go and start it over. Um, keep okay. it rolling though, Blake. With Classic. Yeah. Classic do. fellas. Technical difficulties. All right. Uh, Blake, what you got? Uh, my goal. Yeah, November wise, were you thinking anything on tap? Um, yeah. So uh, just kind of spur of the moment. Some uh, honestly, I feel like some that that all of us are doing at all points in our lives. But uh, I'm a, I'm at least gonna make it a goal for this month. Uh, pr- just gonna try to get healthy. Uh, I've kind of s- slacked off over the past <laughs> couple months. Uh, haven't haven't really been watching what I've been eating too much. I literally have not exercised like only but Oof. like a couple times in the past, like probably since like July. Um, so like, I don't know. I went through a, a streak back in like March and April where I was like running every day, working out all the time. And I felt really good. And over the past couple of months, I've just felt myself like just feeling weaker, not really feeling as good. Lots of aches and pains. Mm. Um, so yeah, I went on a run earlier today and I was like, you know what? I'm, I'm going to like make myself do this more. So it's try that, to, what? It's that girlfriend you got. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, I, no, I'm just kidding. Like. Uh, this is a little joke because I, I had a girlfriend like same thing happened you get out of it like you start eating whatever my girl ate like literally whatever candy and shit all the time so like you just get out of it and then just gotta work yourself back into it like you're saying yeah she feeds me too much pasta too much. <laughs> <laughs> i'm looking at it right now <laughs> oh, all right hey fellas <laughs> let's uh let's let's switch over real quick let's switch over real quick to the new link okay No, that's not happening. I will cut you. Uh, it is in my pocket. Hold on, I'm joining a new. Our Zoom thing expired. I'm about to. Speed. Now we get. Hello. I bet. All right, keep it rolling. All right. All right, we're still we're so, still live. Everything's still going. The, hey. YouTube. YouTube's in. Okay. Yes, but you're lagging. All right. <laughs> yeah, dude. No, I I I definitely relate with. Ooh. Can y'all hear me? Yep. Yeah. We good. Oh God. Um. But anyway, yeah. No, when you get a girlfriend, dude, it's almost like. It's almost like you kind of just accept the fact that, hey, I'm not in the market anymore. I can kind of, <laughs> you know, let my guard down a little bit, right? You can kind of, like you said, Halloween season comes around. You start just 
absolutely annihilating some candy and oh my start God, eating, yeah. <laughs> eating second helpings and stuff because you want to you want to you know your girlfriend cooks you a nice meal you want to you know show her it's good and all you want to appreciate stuff. it yeah, dude, it happens but absolutely absolutely but, yeah I'm, I'm at least yeah, gonna no, try I, to get I, I exercising that. some more sweet <clears throat> going on awesome. some runs well we're here for it um you should do a little v, a little got, challenge on running you know, I saw that's, Garrett that's, was doing a lot of running last month. I did. Yeah, real. Did Wait, a little what, less, what was Blake's but... thing? I miss Blake get fat now. Ah, <laughs> now he's a simp and he's fat. Oh, he's damn. Bad, simp. Couldn't be me. As you drink <laughs> your freaking Starbucks. Couldn't be me. Oh, you PSL <laughs> white girl. <laughs> I, oh, my God. So. Let's let's keep it rolling. B, you got anything on tap? Um, well, I was doing a really good job of walking every day for like probably two months, and mm-hmm. then I got sick this weekend. I've not been mm-hmm. in the gym in like two days, and I feel fucking terrible. Yeah. So, um, it's like it's part yeah, it's part I, I not being habits. healthy, part getting out of a rhythm, right? Like out of a routine yeah. type deal. Like both kind of contribute to feeling like shit. Um, mm. I can relate to that. It's like low, very low energy the past two yeah. days. So. Well, you got anything on, like, anything you've been thinking about? or? Um, so what my normal routine was for about a month and a half, and, I mean, I'll, I'll resume it whenever. I mean, this happens every year when it gets a little cold. My body, like, just kind of gets mm. shocked. Um, and it yep. takes about a week to bounce back. So... I walk every day and listen to my self-storage podcast. There's about 70 of them, and I wanted to be caught up um, because I started from the first one, and he's still pumping Mm. shit out every week. So yeah, by the end of the year, he'll probably be at number 75, and I'm on like 40-something right now, so I knocked out a good bit. Cool. Um, So I just want to be caught up to start 2021 off to where like what he's – podcasting every week like i'm current you know what i mean so i'm getting current information and stuff yeah so So, uh when you listen to those since that information is so valuable to you like that's kind of what you're wanting to do with your profession in the future we've talked about that in past podcasts like that's your path right now to financial freedom that's what you're looking at so like when you listen to these podcasts because they're so essential like the information is so essential to you are you like taking you know furious notes while you're listening or are you just kind of internalizing it all so i'm walking so i'm i've got like the way i compress information is listening very well and then like taking a couple key points writing them down and then coming back like that night or Normally at work, when I first um, get to work, like the hours of 7.30 to like 8, 8.30 are mine to work on personal stuff. Um, and so I have a dot going where it's just my business plan. So I add to it um, and I, I get a couple key takeaways from every episode. I'm just, you know, been building that out. So in a year, year and a half, when it's time to make that first bigger investment, I've already got the roadmap. So. Awesome. Nice. Well, sounds good, man. That's awesome. So, yeah, you know, I mean, just kind of like what we talked about a couple weeks ago in our goal-setting uh, episode is just, you know, being intentional about stuff that we want to accomplish. Um, you know, you got to know, like, where you're heading to be able to kind of be able to build out what you're doing in the short term. So, 
just just keeping each other accountable with that and and also keeping our listeners clued in on what we've got going on um hopefully that's beneficial to you guys all right elephant in the room election bum 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 where yeah everywhere it's everywhere (laughs) (laughs) it's been an absolute shit house dude the barn is burning down um so it's wednesday night november 4th 745 we do not officially know who the next president of the united states is going to be um if you had asked me 24 hours ago i would have said trump would have won last night the momentum was heading that direction before we all went to hit the hay. Um, you know, the battleground states were promising. Uh, Georgia, North Carolina, like all these states were looking good. We all go to bed. We wake up. Betting markets, by the way, took over Trump as the favorite. <laughs> 70% winning odds as of last night on multiple platforms. Did y'all hear about this too? Last night, the China um, – yen is the currency there the futures for their currency tanked um thinking that like i guess betting that trump is going to get elected and and the uh, policy on um china obviously has been very tough under the trump administration so you know if you'd asked me 24 hours ago i would have been hesitant but i would have said the momentum is at least for trump so what changed we went to bed okay we woke up this morning and everything's changed. I mean, the momentum in the election right now is going towards Biden. Um, and, you know, to be honest, today I've just kind of decompressed. I've been outside. I've stepped away from the TV. I've turned it off. I haven't been keeping clued in with it. I don't know about you guys. Um, and then about an hour before we start podcasting, I started kind of uh, looking into the stuff. And, dude, today's been a whirlwind. Um, you know, there's allegations of voter fraud in multiple battleground states. Um, You know, both candidates are claiming that they're going to win, which is normal. But like usually at 24 hours of the election, there's clarity. Um, Now we have more uncertainty uh, than we did yesterday. So, fellas, I just want to hear, you know, what y'all have heard, what y'all think, where, you know, basically, let's just start off with that. What have y'all heard and what are y'all thinking? B? Right. So I tried to like just keep my mind out of it, you know, Uh, because ultimately, no matter who, does get elected it doesn't really affect your day-to-day too tragically um so especially times like this when you're gonna see social media just on fire i just kind of try to stay out of it um but one of the things i did keep seeing and like i even went and checked my own like registration make sure my vote got counted was like i think in georgia some counties i think it was like to a magnitude of forty thousand votes like potentially could not have gotten counted or something like that so i just saw a lot of like i don't know if hysteria is the right word just like inconsistencies with like the knowledge that's out there and like hey are like these voting numbers like correct like you know like it's like you said uncertainty Mm. blake what are you hearing yeah, it's uh so <laughs> I kind of so along with Brian was saying, if Biden does win, I just feel like everything's just gonna get so much more annoying. Social media is just gonna be so much more annoying than it is right now. Um, but you know that's that's kind of besides the point. Um, I so you you were saying last night that the the momentum seemed to be going towards Trump, but 
I don't know. Everything that I was watching last night, it was just it was so so close. Like in every state, like especially Georgia, like which is kind of surprising. Like everything was just razor thin. Like the margins I kept seeing was you know one candidate was up by like 52 points, the other one was you know down by 48. You know that was and everything pretty much fell in between those two percentage points. So it's just it's so so nail biting down to the wire. Um, just and it seems to be that way in almost every state. You know, I feel like I remember back in 2016. You know, some states, you know, like hardcore, like 70 percent, like the whole state was like 70 percent one way, 30 percent the other. Whereas you know, this time around, it's it's a, a lot more, um, it's a lot closer than that. And one thing that uh, it's, it's kind of been making me feel uncomfortable. Um, what you know, I honestly don't really watch the actual news that much. I just you know I have been yesterday and today. Um, because that's where you get all the election data. But, you know, the word division gets is getting tossed around a lot. It's like you can see, you know, behind me how how divided these polls are right now. Or, you know, this these results are showing how divided the country is. Like everything they're saying is just being pushed more and more towards like using the word divided. Like we're so divided right now. And I don't know. It seemed it's it makes me uncomfortable how much they're just how often they're throwing that word around. Um, it seems like, Absolutely. you know, they, they want people to think that we're divided. And if you think that you're, we're divided, then you, you know, you choose your, your seat on one side of the aisle and mm. yeah. So real quick, Cameron, I don't want to cut you off, but I want you to kind of ex- expand upon that a little bit, Blake. So you think that people being divided right now is caused by you know, the election landscape this year, or do you think it's being pushed to further divide us for that reason that you just talked about? Do you think that that's intentional that, you know, maybe the media, maybe some of these uh, powers out there want us to be more divided for some kind of I certain, yeah, I, I certainly do think that it's, it's being pushed on us, you know, mm-hmm. the, just driving certain issues down people's throats. You know, if the more you bring up something, the you know, the more attention, more attention it's going to get on every side of the aisle. Um, there's a lot of issues that, that are thrown about um, that just keep, you know, maybe not be as big of issues now as they were in the past, um, but are just keep, you know, keep getting pushed onto us. Um, and yeah, I just, I feel, I feel like there is a concerted effort to, to divide people right down the middle of the aisle uh, for whatever reason hmm. that may be. I don't know. Uh, I kept, Cameron. kept uh, just one more thing. I kept hearing, yeah. I, obviously there were jokes, but it was the first time I'd, I'd heard anything like this on social media, but people talking about like gearing up for the civil war that was going to happen, um, which is fucking ridiculous. I hope, I hope to God that doesn't happen, but there's uh, a lot of idiots out there who woo. are going to gear up and uh, I don't well, know. Yeah. I'll just, I'll, we'll see. I'll yeah. There. I don't, I don't think, I don't think, you know, muskets and uh, trenches are going to be dug out in 2021, but I think, you know, if, if there is a civil war, which I don't think that there will be ever again, but like, I, I just think it's ideological. Like we're on that side of the aisle. Everybody thinks that the other side is the bad guys and I'm the good guys when honestly, like it doesn't really work that way in in the political landscape. Um, so Cameron, um, thoughts oh wow there's a lot of thoughts for everything <laughs> everybody just said 
Yeah. That's, but, that's part um, of being the caboose. Just yeah, for thing, sure. One question, and I think Cameron, you might have a good take on this. The like going forward, could there ever be like a politician elected to like presidency that's not one or the other? You know, like you think the two party system like will ever not be a thing? I don't know. Oh man, I hope in the in the next four years that we see actually a big change in the two party system. Uh, it's actually what I've been hoping for. We saw a couple of small, like very very small attempts, um, maybe in the past year at other parties or some kind of like unity party. And I think I mentioned this. I mentioned this to my friends at work. Um, but there's Brett Weinstein started uh, Unity 2020 on Instagram and on social media, uh, trying to find a single candidate that everyone could vote for. Because the, the consensus across everyone is like, it's not my candidate I like. It's just the other one I hate. So the idea behind this movement that Brett Weinstein was behind is uh, come up with some other candidate that isn't either one of them so both sides can say i hate the other side all and i don't necessarily like my side so i'll vote or whatever side but i'll vote for this third party and joe jorgensen like the libertarian party like that was kind of a joke like and it's so hard for third parties to get in there but um i think we'll see big movements on social media might even see like multiple parties like a more liberal party uh, come out and then a more right-wing party come out and I think that's kind of always how it should have been in my head the number five is a good number for like a, a more radical side on on either sides of the wings and then more centrist but still on their sides of the aisles and then uh, like an actual centrist party it's kind of how I've always seen it and thought it should be so hopefully we see that in the next four years for sure. Like I'm, I'm hoping for that. Hey Cameron. Uh, so you, you're talking about the unity 2020 thing, uh, being started by Brett Weinstein. Do you, yeah. do you know what happened with, um, with all that? Yeah. He got taken off of Instagram. Inst- he got so removed, I didn't, censored. So he got the, the account got, well, I, I didn't know about Instagram, but I guess, uh, off Instagram, but also the, the unity 2020 Facebook page, was taken off of Facebook, and the account was banned on Twitter. Yeah, Facebook and Instagram. Yeah, it was kind of what I meant, but yeah. Oh, okay. Yeah, Twitter and, and Twitter too. Yeah. Like a, a party Completely. that's trying to bring like rational people who you know disagree on on certain issues, but you know can look objectively at things was banned. Like I, I just don't understand why. And it sh- I think it's that just, just goes to show how how entre- how deeply entrenched the two party system is in the United States um, and how much power the Democrats and the Republicans have, you know, and have had since I guess the, the civil war when, when the Democrats and Republicans were, I think they, they became the two dominant parties at that point, like right after the civil war or the impact of censorship and, you know, big tech. Yeah, definitely. The, yeah, the, the, the censorship and, um dang it that actually kind of threw me off i was gonna say something to what blake said but <laughs> so go ahead go ahead i was just kind of well, well let me well let me let me interject here um if you guys can hear me okay um sorry i'm having some internet troubles i guess tonight just learned that from youtube chat 
But anyway, so, um, you know, what I was going to say going off of big tech is I kind of want to talk about their role in the election over the last like 24, 48 hours. Um, you know, I've been kind of on Twitter a little bit today, just trying to like get some information from a few trusted sources and just kind of like looking around. And I mean, the same issues that we've been dealing with over the last, you know, month, couple months, however long are continuing on right now, if not getting worse. Um, I don't know if any of you guys heard about the story um, circulating right now that has kind of been popularized by President Trump is um, voter uh, vote dumping going on right now in Michigan and Wisconsin. We talked a, a little bit about this before we started the episode tonight, but basically what's been going on is in Michigan, um, after they closed the ballots last night, um, there were 138,000 ballots that were like basically dumped and all 138,000 ballots were cast for Biden. Um, so Twitter kind of called it out, came out and said, hey, this probably isn't right. Y'all need to check this out, whatever. And ended up all the people who were posting that information were getting blocked by Twitter, censored. And um, it turns out that it was actually a an issue. It was a typo. They mistyped it. They misentered it into the uh, into the system, and it was uh, it was false. So, like you know, it's one of those situations where like Twitter's trying to block this information, but if they had blocked it too soon, it might have never had come up, and one hundred thirty eight thousand ballots would have been miscast. So. I mean, have y'all seen any examples, like anything going on, you know, as far as big tech and their role in this? Have y'all seen anything else? I know y'all spoke about the Unity Party. I didn't even know about the Unity Party, did not even know that existed. I guess that was kind of part of the plan, huh? Yeah, part of social media's plan. It's because yeah. they were concerned it was going to take votes away from Joe Biden. So. Yeah, it's, if, if you don't agree with the candidate that we like, you're wrong and you should be banned. That, seem, that seems to be the theme amongst uh these these big tech companies yeah yeah I'll, i remember what i was gonna say earlier when i got lost it was uh how far it goes to show how far left and liberal the democrats have actually gone um it's just like there isn't you know they they pander to the left and they because they they want those votes but they're, they're, i mean they're supposed to be the progressive party right but the leftist ideology i just sunk that shot by the way uh has just infiltrated the democratic party so deep that they're willing to even they're willing to even literally be fascist like the anti-fascist movement antifa <laughs> is a like a leftist movement but they're literally censoring people and being fascist inside of these uh, major corporations and it all comes out of the colleges like we talked about before with the newspapers and we talked about the New York Times and, and the education system and that link and that's where it all comes from and all these people that are working inside of all these big tech companies came straight out of these colleges where they were taught by liberal professors and taught a lot of leftist ideologies yeah yes certain people who have uh, taken a lot of economics classes in their uh, in their accounting major and, and MBA. Uh, they're they're being fed a lot of um, very left leaning <laughs> information. And then they just spew they just spew that liberal bullshit all over everyone's faces. <laughs> all right. <laughs> well, so we have in here the election has to be done by December sixth. 
Mm. What does that even like mean? Does that mean all votes counted? Christmas is gonna reconciled? suck ass. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, I, I don't know. I Matt was talking about that to me earlier. I don't know exactly what the details are are on that. Um, you know, I honestly I hope that's the case. I hope we have this shit figured out by December 6th. I hope that this thing is expedited because the longer that this thing goes on, I mean, the more uncertainty. And when there's uncertainty, people, you know, anxiety has, you know, a vacuum to dwell in. And when the whole country, when 350 million people are anxious, bad things are probably going to happen. So sooner we get this shit figured out. But the thing I want to talk about is, you know, this thing is not going to end whether it gets called today, tomorrow, or within the next couple of days, this thing is not over for at least a while. And the reason I say that is because with this evidence of um, voter fraud, that's been uh, proposed in battleground States in you know, important counties and stuff like this is going to Trump is president. Trump has already said that he's going to challenge that. Um, and also with the presence of the Pennsylvania, have y'all heard about that? Did y'all see like Pennsylvania extending their, uh, ballot acceptance until Friday, three days after the election, after election day, had y'all heard about yeah. that? Everyone's acting no. like this shit is normal. Like this shit is just like, oh yeah, of course. Okay. Like, <laughs> and it's like, yes. what? No, it's only, only <clears throat> people are only acting like that because of COVID. And who wanted to push COVID as a huge deal? Look at the campaign ads. Look who talked about it more. Absolutely. So um, what I was going to say is like, so talk, expounding upon that, uh, upon the Pennsylvania ballot thing is basically they are accepting non-postmarked ballots until this Friday. So what that means is if you send in a ballot to your county or to your precinct or whatever, it'll be counted as long as it's sent in before Friday and when it's not postmarked, you don't know who it comes from, where it comes from, um, when it was sent. So, you know, let's think no, about yeah, like, I think it's the, when it was sent is key. Cause I heard a lot sure. last night, like if it's postmarked today, then they'll accept it. But if it's postmarked after today, so I guess if they're accepting until Friday, I don't know how fast their mail could actually work. I doubt it's one day, but that pretty much means that they could vote today. And it right. would count Friday. They know what the goalpost is on how many votes that they need so that they can kind of have a better idea of, of how many votes that they need to, you know, fraudulently accept or, or whatever. So it's just sketchy. Like you said, it's just like people are accepting that. Like there's a lot of things in 2020 that people have just accepted that I think are going to create a lot of issues for us going forward. Like it's going to, we're going to have to break a lot of habits that we've created this year and a lot of normalcies that we've just adopted that are not uh, congruent with American liberties that were bestowed upon us in our, you know, God-given rights and in our, you know, constitutional documents. So yeah. I don't know. It's been, it's been wild. Uh, buckle up, ladies and gentlemen, because it's going to be a few weeks, I think, before we really get this thing figured out. I think we're going to have something uh, you mentioned earlier, Lusk. It's kind of like a challenge on reality almost. Like, mm. Oh, the biggest, you know, the presidential election, that's kind of a big thing. You would think there's some, um, I don't know, sense of, you know, realism with it to where like, oh, we'll know by X date, like there should be some professionalism with it because, I mean, it's the number one dude of one of the, if 
like the strongest country in the world like why i don't think it's a big ask you know to know who the president is 24 hours after all the votes were supposed to be done you know like if you tell people like oh you know well we were supposed to have this done by x date but you know we can just uh, do it in three months you know like <laughs> what the fuck does that even mean uh, that actually yeah. reminds me of COVID. You know, let's uh, go on lockdown yeah. for like two weeks, and then oh, three months, and then oh, yeah, nine fucking months, <laughs> later. five years. What? Yeah, it's like the SpongeBob uh, transition, where it's like three weeks later. You know, that's basically what we've been dealing with all freaking year, dude. Um, so yeah, just I guess I'll ex- expand upon that a little bit. You know, we kind of talked about that pre-show. Is like, you know, it's been such a challenge on reality. Uh, in 2020 and I know that sounds kind of like excessive but uh, I heard somebody talking about it and it makes all the sense and something I've kind of been struggling with too after we talked about our censorship discussion and after watching Social Dilemma like you know seeing you know the inner workings of you know these big tech companies and like you know how they're trying to use us and stuff all that whatever but basically like you know okay information is out there there is truth out there truth is out there okay now, the way that people find the truth and what people perceive to be the truth is, is different. And when you add in the medium of the, the medium platforms being Twitter, being Instagram, being, you know, your legacy media that you rely on, whatever, when they all have agendas that they're pushing and they're all adding spin on the truth, then when that truth gets to you, it's distorted. And when you go through that trying to choose what you want to hear then your reality becomes distorted because you're not hearing what's true so like everyone falls victim to it because it's kind of just we don't have a choice yeah yeah on your uh so going off your point about uh a lot of people not seeming to live in in reality especially in 2020 um i think a big part of that is the the adoption of um, of technology in the form of like a smartphone and like all the, the the new forms of media we have at our fingertips today. So I actually haven't I haven't watched Social Dilemma yet. Still on my list of things to watch, um, but I am I'm halfway through a podcast right now, um, listening to the guy who who came out with that film, Tristan Harris. Um, just listening to a lot of like the uh, his knowledge on you know, what went into making that documentary and like what led up to where we are right now. Um, and so, yeah, I mean, when, when you think of like, so what is reality? Reality is like what you can see in front of you. Like, so right now my reality is listening to you guys through this, this headset, watching you all on this computer screen. And for a lot of, especially, you know, since, uh, 07, um, late, late, um, like first, or in the first decade of, of the 2000s, um, you know, these social media platforms have like, you know, taken a big, you know, a big boom, you know, smartphones have become prevalent. Um, and everyone's reality now is looking at a smartphone screen on whatever social media app it may be, Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, um, you know, all those, you know, that that is for a lot of people, the their main form of reality. And when you're exposed to such a such a massive amount of voices and people, then you that, those are the thoughts that's going that are running through your mind. And so a lot of issues seem to 
be worse, or at least seem seem to see worse. They seem worse than they actually are because you're healing. Yeah. You're hearing all these different voices th- through a screen um, rather than you know dealing with the problems that are in front of you on a on a day to day basis. And so, and and that creates and and as we are seeing right now, it's creating a whole. I think that that adds to the division. You know, going kind of going back to what we were talking about earlier. Um, you know, it's it, it, these people fall into echo chambers on on social media platforms and mm. live in live in front of a screen all day, just getting angry at at tweets and, <laughs> and long posts on Facebook. Absolutely, yeah. that's well I, said. I definitely think the media is a big, and I, and you know, I just I literally just said the media. The media is everyone. Like, I mean. Somebody could even consider us the media if, like, we were the only, like, thing they were consuming. But so, anyway, I'm talking about, like, mainstream media, like, big news platforms. And then also, like, even comedy has been taken over. Like, late night shows have become so political. Mm -hmm. Trevor Noah, does he talk about anything else besides Trump and how evil he is? <laughs> oh my God. Isn't he supposed to be a comedian? Like, I know he makes fun of Trump because it's easy, like, but still, like, come on. It's not a political show. And, and, but like, that's where I was four years ago. I was watching John Oliver and I was watching Vice News and I was watching all these big media platforms. And I just realized I had to come to the realization. I think a lot of people do is just like they're controlled and the, and the, I mean the the funding and the control and the power comes from a few central uh conglomerates and, and families really um but but somebody that isn't supposed to be in power comes into power and then everyone that is in power turns against him mm, it's it. like it's like were we for like are we in support of all the people that were in power eight years ago? Like, was everything perfect eight years ago or or six years ago, five years ago, right before Donald Trump was president. And we're like, Oh, we want all of those people controlling our lives again. I mean, and not even controlling our lives because they they really can't like Mm -hmm. Trump doesn't control my life. He doesn't make it particularly better in any way. Although he, he tries to conserve values that I like. Um, and, and I stand by myself. But the point is, like, all, I mean, I said this last week in censorship, and, and I guess as y'all can finish your thoughts, but probably should move on from this whole election talk. Um, but it's just like these massive companies, these massive corporations, all the people that, are, that were in power are so against Trump, and we've seen that. Uh, and that's why we're so, so divided now. And it's just... I think in, in a big part, it's because of the media and social media and social media, just taking the side of all these traditional media companies, CNN, MSNBC, uh, the New York times, Washington post, the Huffington post. There's like, Oh no, they're not biased. They're legitimate journalists mm. when they're obviously not, yeah. they're very biased. Mm. Yeah. Um, so that's, that's a really good point about, someone who is not supposed to be in power coming in and disrupting the establishment system, right? And, I, and that's definitely what we've seen. Let's think back four years ago, 2016. Let's think about one of the big, 
Trump is a brander. He brands better than maybe anyone ever. You know, he's just, that's what he's good at. He gives you a nickname. He coins a term and it just sticks, right? Fake news. 2016, our minds exploded because we were exposed and we all kind of knew it. We had been learning it, you know, kind of realizing it under our noggins for a few years, if not longer. But Trump called it out. He said, fake news. Like, you guys are unfairly covering this, that, and the other. And he called it out, okay? So going back to what you're talking about, the people in power don't like that he's in power because they can't control him. So if the media truly is against Trump and they truly want to control the office of the president, wouldn't they have an inherent interest of helping remove him from office? Yes, and they do. Right. So that's kind of where we are. We're, we are in this position where it's like we have a candidate who doesn't trust the, the media. The media does not like him. And then the people are just caught in the middle of all of it. Um, and now the, the, the people, I think, have kind of opened their eyes to a lot of stuff. Like me personally, I mean, I, a lot, my eyes have been open to a lot of this stuff, like the establishment. Like I didn't really yeah, – I knew the term four or five years ago, but I didn't know what it meant. I didn't see it. But we've been exposed to it. We've seen it now. And I don't know. It's crazy. But, yeah, I mean, we should probably get off of this election stuff because <laughs> we're all rambling a little bit. And, like, we, yeah, we, it's just gonna get going to get us all riled up. Yeah. I know. I, wanna, I actually, because of what you just said, I want to say one more thing. It's mm-hmm. not even, like, political necessarily. <laughs> um, but it's just that when you, when you get to talking about corruption and everything with people on the other side of the – party you can really make a lot of like uh uh a lot of alignments with your own like beliefs like because we all can see the corruption and what a lot of people just don't realize is is that the establishment the corruption that has existed for a while now is not just like all trump now it's still there and it's and it's Biden and, and hair, I and mean, that just became extremely political. Growing <laughs> <laughs> the swamp. <laughs> no, but uh, I mean, like I said before on the election podcast, they're they're backed by the establishment and everything. Mm. But uh, you you can make those you can make those um, you can find common ground on the corruption is my main point. Yeah, is and, and I've been able to to break through a couple barriers, even if I, I can't completely like you know make them aware and you can't make anybody aware of anything that's all you can hope to do is when you're having conversations break through a couple barriers and get them a little bit closer to that point Mm -hmm. um and and that's what you can do when you're talking about corruption you point out the corruption in 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 politics that's existed for for 50 100 150 years and and you link that to the media and what they're doing now and other large corporations like i said last week pfizer Monsanto, all these massive corporations that we think is corrupt and evil are, are against Trump. Mm. Yeah, no, I, 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 there's correlation for sure, but you know, listen, we're not, we're not a consp- I want to make this disclaimer. It's not really a disclaimer. I just want to point this out. Like <laughs> we are not a conspiracy podcast. We are not all inherently conspiracy Wait. theorists. Yeah, right. Wait, Cameron's like, wait, what the hell have I been doing for 15 episodes? <laughs> what am I doing here? <laughs> but Where like, are we? this I had this I had this conversation earlier. I'm I'm not like a conspiracist by nature, but 
I, I see bullshit and I call out bullshit. And I think that's kind of where we are right now, where we are all right now is that we see bullshit there. It's clear and present and we're just calling it out and we want to raise awareness and we want to see what y'all think about it. So let us know. Um, but well, I think it'd be ignorant to not address like that. We're just a lot of people our age are intellectually curious. Like we're, yeah. we inherently question everything we see. Just, and I don't really know what drives that. Maybe it's this climate like that we're experiencing right now and questioning right now. Yeah. You know. Also, like just going off of where we are right now in our each of our respective lives, think about it. So we grew up going through school. There was always, you know, you you were being taught, you, there was structure, you know, you're in the system, you're you go to school, you you never question it, you just go about your day, you do your life. Then, you know, we all went to college. We all had at least a stint at college. And we saw what that was like, just continuation. We saw different people, different cultures, cultural backgrounds, different perspectives. And now we're out of that and we're starting our lives. We're making decisions for ourselves. We're deciding how we spend our time, deciding how we want our futures to go. And now we're, like you said, intellectually curious. And we're trying to piece together this crazy world that we have been given, uh, you know, that we now find ourselves moving forward. And so anyway, that's why we're us four are here on the screen talking to you guys. It's because we're trying to piece that shit together in our heads and, and amongst each other and uh, fuel conversation with you guys listening and hope that we all can become better for it. Let's, uh, let's shift it over to our, to our listeners. I mean, we got a list of questions here, and we also have a lively chat tonight. So, lively. Um, yeah, I, I think we'll was... probably hit on these that we have listed. And as we talk, I'm confident our uh, our chat will pull some shit. Who, which one of us it, four is getting shitted on most in the chat right now? Is it me? You absolutely. Pretty... <laughs> yeah. <absolutely. laughs> <It's Damn>. awesome. <laughs> oh my god! All right. What? Read some of the best comments. What, what are we seeing? And I need to get some glasses. <laughs> All right. Well, there's about 15 minutes to where they were crying, saying that you were lagging. You weren't lagging, but you were lagging. And so it's just okay. a state of confusion. Uh-huh. Uh, and then read, uh, read, read like some of the best comments. Uh, <laughs> um, well, I said this one and it's a direct uh-huh. read, but I said, uh, Lusk must have the poverty plan from Virgin Wireless. Oh. <laughs> that was funny. <laughs> Damn. I'll take it, dude. And then Potts had a couple iterations of saying, is Lusk still coming in and out for y'all? And then Brigham backing up saying yes, when in fact we were not. <laughs> and then Brigham tried to uh, say that your glasses had lagged off your face when you were still wearing the glasses. Damn. And then oh, we also said, had some comments. Oh here. shit, we, they're coming uh, at you, Brian. We Uh-oh. wish uh Coach Naaman and Jeffries had a podcast. Oh <laughs> god, dude. I'd uh, I'd be a yeah. loyal subscriber. Yeah. And now I'm sorry. I wouldn't. I would not, uh, not a chance I'd listen uh, to that. Oh, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, all right. Okay, that's a question for you guys. If you could pick somebody in I don't know, anyone. To start a podcast, it could be two people, it could be a group of people, whatever. Who would you pick? Who would you like love to listen to? It could be famous people, it could be people you know, anybody. Matthew McConaughey and Morgan Freeman. Oh, oh my dog. Damn, that was 
So it's just two voices good. you want to hear all the time. <laughs> yep, yep. It's like Boda. Um, I would actually like a podcast from like Jeremy Clarkson. I don't know if y'all know. I know Brian knows who he is. Um, he was a host of Top Gear for a long time. He's very, uh, he doesn't yep. censor himself. You know, that's one thing I love about him. Uh, very off the, off the cuff. Um, and, you know, he just... He's a funny guy, and and the British accent too. You know, oh. listen to some British guys talk. <laughs> Real quick, uh, Brigham had a good one. Elon Musk and Chandler Wald. <laughs> oh my god! Yo, have y'all seen? Yo, have y'all seen Elon Musk wow. talking to like the richest guy in China or one of those gurus in China? No. Have y'all seen that? No, I've seen oh the thumbnails god. for that. But is you need to the watch Chinese that. guy like a complete dumbass or something? Chinese guy sounds like a fucking idiot. <laughs> and Elon Musk is just like, you can see a couple of times. And then a couple of times he's just like, I disagree with that. <laughs> like he just comes up. He's like, it's like a Chinese Gary Vaynerchuk, but oh. also like more chill. Like, <laughs> right. like, a, like a Californian Chinese Gary Vaynerchuk. <laughs> And is he, he just like, is he like american but, or is he like 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 in china like no, a china he's, he's like he's like chinese oh, okay but but he speaks english like i mean yeah, yeah. And in a lot of his videos and stuff like um and when he's talking to elon musk of course he's he's speaking english and stuff but yeah, elon nice. musk is just like no i don't i don't agree with that <laughs> he makes some very wild claims and like these weird philosophical ideas it's just like okay that doesn't quite line up <laughs> but yeah y'all should y'all should look into that it's funny cameron i think you and alex jones should have a podcast Ooh. um i need somebody else with us i can't it can't just be me and alex jones <laughs> I, I'll, I I'll be, I'll be the moderator i'll gladly the be the moderator no i need i, I don't want to drink uh, anything that's from the first gate <laughs> 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 oh my god dude well uh, that's why the, i got the goblins are chasing me around water. dude <laughs> that's why i have a zero water in my fridge <laughs> <laughs> no i'm just kidding i'm just <laughs> but no what's his name um uh the fighter that's yep. on joe rogan blake who what's his name joe rogan the fighter no 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 no, no. yeah the the, the jujitsu guy that is always on with joe rogan and the and the other guys and then he comes on when alex jones is on like the second to last one he was on oh my god what's oh eddie bravo eddie bravo eddie bravo yeah (laughs) i couldn't think of it yeah and uh yeah i'm more in line with him so i would need like eddie there (laughs) and i would need somebody else maybe that like somebody that is like anti-conspiracy theorist Mm, like somebody that could michael Shermer give us a devil's advocate point of view and like we and me and we could all just get it out there on the table <laughs> i like it i don't I would, need to I be there listen. i would just listen to eddie bravo and alex jones and somebody dude devil's advocate yeah. for a while so i'd love to hear david goggins start a podcast i mean he posts great good. content he posts great content right now on instagram i encourage you guys to go check him out like whenever if it's in the middle of the day and i come across david goggins post i know i'm about to like get fired up and go get shit done but his, dude his stuff is is just incredible like his mental toughness um like 
just the things that he preaches, uh, just unbelievable. Like if you can just have a tenth of the drive and mental fortitude that David Goggins has, you're going to be successful. Uh, I'd love to hear daily content from him, but um, you know, I don't know. That's that's a good question. If uh, I don't know. Anyway, what uh, what are your what are y'all's thoughts? Anything else from the chat right now? From the chat, uh, they just said, yeah. <laughs> uh garrett said toe rogan and then he said i spilled some beer which i definitely did <laughs> uh, let's see we want to move into them. some of these written in questions yes yeah, yeah, yeah i think that'd be good some questions all right so, let's timely uh yes. we just joined the chat oh weed oh. bowman <clears throat> Yeah, so episode 14, co-host Reed. Uh, we spoke a little bit about this earlier. For all of you guys who did not hear about this, State of Oregon today or yesterday on their ballot voted to decriminalize all drugs, including specifically um, heroin, cocaine. And they've actually, in this uh, ordinance, allowed the mental health usage of the drug in mushrooms i don't know the name of the psilocybin um, psilocybin thank you they've <laughs> legalized using that as a mental health uh treatment um and it's interesting wait, too because yeah did they legalize fentanyl mm, oh wait that's already legal my bad <laughs> there you go <laughs> Did not know that. Wow. So, um, yeah, so they, they decriminalized, didn't legalize, but they decriminalized. So, like, if I get caught with heroin, I don't know exactly what the amount is, but if I get caught with it in Oregon, I pay a $100 fine, and then they give me, the state gives me mental health treatment. So, basically, the question is, and, and spoke to Reed a little bit about this today, but Reed thinks that all states should follow suit. And I, my traditional mindset on this disagrees, but I want to see where y'all's heads are. Do you think that drugs in the States should be decriminalized? Do y'all think that would have a congruent effect or an adverse effect on trying to minimize drug usage and et cetera? My initial reaction is no, but I don't know. I think I'm kind of ignorant when it comes to this topic. Um, Because I've heard, like, through different, I don't know, through a couple different podcasts and stuff, like, there could be some pros of this. Um, I mean, I definitely think, like, you know, certain things should, um, like, the benefits need to be realized and utilized uh, versus, you know, being criminalized. Um, but I don't know, I'm, I'm just too ignorant when it comes to, like, the different uh implications that it really means like which ones get legalized like if that's good or bad like in what their use cases are i don't know let's let's uh, delegate to our drug let's delegate to our drug expert blake manzer blake speak <laughs> yeah so i've actually got a decent bit to say about this issue uh, <laughs> in particular um so yeah it, just right off the bat you the way that we were all raised uh drugs are bad uh, don't do drugs. No, not even once. That's that's you know um, what we've heard ever since ever since we were little. And that kind of makes me want to do meth once though. And know? so to just like just once. <laughs> yeah. Well. Yeah. Exactly. You you want to have something that that you're told you can't have. And <laughs> um, so 
I'll just I'll just go ahead and say that I, I agree with the statement that um, you know all drugs should be decriminalized, but that's not to say that I think that everyone should be able to do all the drugs that they want. Um, you know, alcohol, for example, is is a legal drug, and it's it's one of the worst ones for you. One of the worst ones you could take is responsible for hundreds of thousands of deaths every year. But look what happened in the early uh, the early twentieth century with the 18th amendment when they tried to, when they prohibited alcohol, that's where all the organized crime started. Um, well, yeah, I mean, that's, the, that's the big one. Organized, organized crime started out of the prohibitionist movement, bootlegging alcohol. And, you know, that filtered its way into what the mafia and, you know, wh whatever organized crime inevitably still exists today. Cartels, for example. Um, so it's like with, with things, with drugs, uh, all sorts of drugs, all humans have an, um, an inclination to change their state of conscience, consciousness through whatever means it may be. Um, you know, when we were, when we were growing up, all, you know, I'm, I'm sure all of us at some point, you know, spun around, you know, to get dizzy cause it was fun, right? Mm -hmm. You'd get dizzy. That's a way to change your state of consciousness. Getting older, we all, mm -hmm. you know, we, we got into drinking, um, smoking weed and you know whatever other sorts of drugs. Caffeine that, is caffeine, caffeine an example of that. Caffeine is certainly an example. It it wakes you up in the morning, it changes your state of mind. So all humans haven't have a, um, the word is escaping me right now, but they they have a an inclination, just an innate inclination to get to, high, to get high, <laughs> essentially to change your normal waking state of consciousness. Um, and so. I, when I look at this issue, I try to look at it as object objectively as possible. Um, so when when I say that I think all drugs should be decriminalized, that's a big – or when I say that I agree with that, that's a big difference from all drugs being legalized. So the re with decriminalization, that essentially means that you can't be locked in jail for your whole life if you possess a certain drug. Which I think I think makes sense, right? There's there's people in jail right now serving life sentences for selling marijuana, which is a plant that grows in the woods. I I just don't think it makes sense to to lock someone up for jail in jail for the rest of their lives um, for doing something that changes your consciousness. Um, no. Yeah, and and so with uh, back in like the the late 60s and early 70s back when uh, Nixon did his like sweeping uh, drug legislation which put a lot of you know uh, drugs on in the, the schedule one controlled substances you know making the the different schedules of, of various drugs um, with all their different you know classifications um, there there was a lot of like propaganda that was spouted about how these like the effects of these drugs have on people um, namely marijuana and other psychedelics which the research before that sweeping legislation came through was very positive on the the um, the potential for psychedelics in mental health. Um, when Albert Albert Hoffman discovered LSD in uh, the late 40s, um, there was a lot of research done in the um, the psychiatric community, and it was it was basically I, I don't want to use the word miracle drug, but it had some very profound effects in um, reversing a lot of very debilitating mental disorders that people have and we're seeing that again today with the johns hopkins trials and other um you know clinical trials on people who uh 
who are who have terminal cancer and are dealing with very severe uh, end of life anxiety. They they get on this uh, psilocybin treatment, and after only a few trials, over 80% of them come out with a brand new outlook on life, saying that they've lost their fear of death, they um, have accepted their fate, and it's you know, it, they don't. There's no negative, uh, really, not any like long-lasting negative effects on them, um, and so I just I just don't think it really makes sense to lock people up in a box for um, for something like that. And I think also the um, the resources, the vast amount of resources that are put into fighting the war on drugs, could be better spent somewhere else. You know, since the the 70s, we've seen a, a massive scale up in uh, police around the country. Um, you know, going around the Constitution to break into people's houses for violating some um, some anti-drug law. Um, and, and a lot of this, I feel like a lot of that's uh, unnecessary. Trillion, trillions, I think there's been over $6 trillion spent on the drug, on the drug war since it was started back in the, the uh, early 70s. And wow. the rates of drug usage have not changed. They, they haven't declined, that's for sure. Um, and I think... Uh, especially recently, the rates of opioid use, usage has increased, even with the vast amount of yeah. resources spent towards fighting the war on drugs. And also, ask your parents, what was what, was Mexico as dangerous as a place as it is today to go to when they were kids? And it's probably going to be no. The cartels didn't have as much of a hold on the um, the government in Mexico as they do today. And what, mm. what do cartels do? They thrive off the black, the illegal drug market. They, you know, they do what they can to sell illegal drugs and into the, the black market in the United States. And so I think if you if you treated it as something that isn't as if you treated it as not a criminal offense, then people who mm-hmm. use drugs, um, you know, if they're not locked up in jail and actually can get help for whatever debilitating you know thing that's going on in their life causing them to use some hard drug i, I think the resources could be better allocated towards improving people's lives i mean all of us i feel like if let's say heroin was legal i don't think any of us would go out and just shoot up heroin my life's pretty good i feel mm. like y'all's lives are pretty good mm. I, none of us want to we know the the harmful effects of of drugs like that and i don't think any of us want to um want to mess up our lives in that way but there's a there's a lot of people out there who whose lives suck. Um, there's a lot of people out there who want to escape from from reality and um, use something that's going to help them. So that's that's where the that. that's where the rehabil- rehabilitation comes in that you're talking about. Um, you know, maybe allocating money towards. Uh, Fix, helping fix people opposed to incarcerating them and then just hoping that the system fixes them. Is that what you're saying? Right. Yeah. I mean, what's the, so the point of jail is, is it's like supposed to be a rehabilitation process. Right. But we all know that most people who go to jail end up coming out way worse than they went in. You know, you're locked in a cage for X amount of years, probably not going to be much better than you were when you came in, but you could, you could better use those resources on you know, using um, psychiatrists, people with degrees, clinicians, people that are like it is their job to help people mm. get back on their feet, um, you know, help reverse whatever path led them onto 
getting addicted to some some dangerous drug like heroin or cocaine, something like that. Hmm. Last thing I'll say on this, and this is just this kind of just goes down to like my core my core belief is I don't think that anyone should have the right to tell grown adults what they can and can't put into their own body. I think that's ridiculous. As long as it's not infringing upon someone else's liberties and it's not harming the people around them, which, you know, in certain cases, you know, being addicted to drugs does harm the people around you, namely your family. But I I just, I don't think the government should have the right to tell you what you can't put in your own body, especially if it's a plant that grows out of the ground that humans have been using for 10,000 years. I agree. And yeah, I'll, I'll end my rant there. Mic drops. Cameron, you, you full on agree. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, um, you look at places like Portugal. Portugal did this a while ago. I think early 2000s. Um, okay. Portugal made all drugs legal. Literally, people could shoot up heroin on the streets. But I think all that would happen was they would get a ticket or something like that. I, I don't, I'm really not positive on all the stuff that would happen in Portugal. Okay. Um, but I think they would get like a ticket or something and they would have to go see some kind of rehabilitation person, like at least see some kind of counselor or something like that mm-hmm. to at least talk about their problems, which I think is very important. Like some people just literally don't have anyone to even talk to about their mm-hmm. problems and then they'll just turn to drugs and then, and then drugs are all they care about. Just, I need money for drugs, money for drugs, like and and that's all they care about they don't care about anybody or or nobody cares about them um yeah you know so so i think portugal and i uh i mean amsterdam and the netherlands i think they i think they did that um i think they're positive results you know i i would probably need to do more research in the specifics but uh, i mean i like the idea of that of oregon doing that the problem is Oregon um, doing that, you know, <laughs> I kind of wish it wasn't Oregon, maybe a different yeah. state, because because right now it's going to be essentially a proof of concept, you know, like business, uh, you open up that first place and it might not be that big and it might not be everything it's going to be one day, but it's a proof of concept that this can work. And I don't know if Oregon's going to do that properly. I mean, I hope they do for sure. But, uh, I mean, I haven't liked the way Oregon and specifically Portland have been handling things recently. So who knows how the government's going to handle this one. But, um, you know, I do think it is important that we stop criminalizing people, like for what Blake said, putting whatever they want into their own body. And we use, you know, the funding of the police. This is one thing I've been talking about with people um, that I just have conversations with is, we shouldn't defund the police. We should change the idea of the police um, and change specifically who are police um, because right now it's underfunded as far as salaries and stuff. You know, sure, like I had like good moral ideas of wanting to protect my community when I'm a kid, you know, like when you're thinking about what you want to be later on in life. But that always comes down to like being a superhero or something. It's never like, I I mean, at least for me, I know it is for some kids and like, that's great that they want to be a police officer. But also in the back of my mind was always money. And I knew the money wasn't there. 
Like I knew the money wasn't there for police, for teachers, for anybody really to do with the government. Um, So that was never like, I want to grow up and become a police officer because I always wanted to provide, you know, an exceptional amount for myself and my family. Um, You know, just part of ambition really. But uh, so it's, it's, it's more of the idea behind the police state and the war on drugs that happened like Blake said in the 60s or 70s Hmm. uh, with Nixon and and all that and one thing that has happened is hemp uh, itself we've seen CBD a lot uh, in pretty much every state uh, because one the legalization of marijuana like THC recently in multiple states for medical use uh, and CBD um, and then Trump passed that uh, farmer's bill um, back in 2019, or he, I, mean, I think he passed in 2018, but it went into effect January 1st, 2019, for uh, the legally the legality of growing hemp in the United States, which I think is huge. I have I, hemp is very interesting in itself. I've heard a lot about it. Um, and I've been very interested in it and maybe mm-hmm. one day I want to start a company or, or get into the business of hemp, the hemp industry some way. You know, if I had the capital, I'd probably get in right now. But yeah, these different countries. So, I mean, basically I said a lot, but these different countries that have done it already with drugs, legalizing drugs. Um, and then like what they do after that Blake said counseling and stuff, very important instead of the policing and the criminalization of it. And then everything surrounding it as far as like actual uses, hemp. I know the coca leaf has different uses, maybe medical or not, but like, honestly, you know, it could be beneficial if you're not just straight up doing cocaine all the time, you know, you're not just doing it to get high and all that. Here's a question. For a drug like heroin that's highly addictive, um, say it gets what legalized or decriminalized, so the barrier to entry is easier. People can get their hands on it. Wouldn't that mean usage rates could potentially go up? And with something that's as addictive as that, more people would be addicted to it. So, um, yeah, yes and no. Um, so like going to a weekly counselor, that's not going to really make a shit when you have a drug as powerful as heroin. So one of the things that uh, Portugal and I believe Switzerland did was they, uh, there was uh, the government set up locations to where people could act, could go in and use heroin if they wanted to, but the heroin that they were getting, they knew was regulated by the government and wasn't cut with some potentially more dangerous drug like fentanyl. Um, or you know some other impurity, and that's um, that's one of the things I think uh, one positive that could come out of uh, decriminalizing or at least regulating um, a hard drug like heroin is if it's regulated regulated by the government, then whoever decides to use that knows what they're getting. Right? You know, people are going to do it wh- whether um, it's legal or not. You know, people and you know right now with the the uh, opioid boom going on in America right now, uh, especially since with the introduction of fentanyl, a lot of people are um, going through hard times and turning to drugs like uh, heroin. And 
Um, you know, a large part of that is, you know, coming off of painkillers for whatever ailment they may have. Prescription runs out from their doctor, but they're addicted to it. So they turn to the, they turn to the streets and buy, um, they buy heroin. But this heroin that they're buying is sold by some, some shady dealer who gets it from Mexico or Afghanistan probably. And it's a lot of times it's cut with fentanyl. And these, these people that are selling heroin, they're not pharmacologists. They don't know, you know, the, the proper proportions to mix in other harder drugs and, you know, for like, they're, they're not scientists essentially. And so they're, they're cutting their drug uh, with, with fentanyl to maximize their profits and sell as much as they can. Um, and it's, it's killing people like that's, that's how Prince, that's how Tom Petty, that's how a lot of, I, I think that's how Mac Miller died as well. A lot of these, um, you know, famous people, um, along with countless other t tens of thousands of people are dying from getting a drug that they are um, being sold from the streets that is cut with with something that they didn't intend on buying. So if it's regulated, if it's regulated by the government, you there's going to be a stamp on there that says, I don't know, 100 milligrams of X. You know what you're getting because it's coming through a quote unquote trusted source. Um, but talking about if so, if it becomes legal. Aren't, isn't that going to lead to more people doing it? Maybe. So there was, there was actually an experiment done. Uh, I think this is also back in either the 70s or the 80s, um, studying the effects of addictive drugs uh, like heroin on um, and how they could potentially affect humans, just getting some more science into it. And so the experiment was set up with um, putting rats in a cage, and they had one um, you know, water tank filled with, I think it was cocaine, like uh, cocaine diluted into water and then another just like regular water source. And so the rats that were in the cage, they, they figured out the water source that, you know, was, was dosed with cocaine and they kept consuming that until they died. They just, they kept one, they got addicted to it and it killed them. Mm. And so, you know, the experiment was ended. They're like, all right, drugs are addictive. Keep, people are going to keep using them. Um, if this, you know, gets out of hand, they're going to keep, keep using them until they die. But then the experiment was redone um, a few te decades later. Um, not exactly sure when, but it was re redone um, because the people, so the this group of researchers, they were like, "Well, wait, these rats were stuck in a cage. They, you know, they were locked up. You know, they got food, and then they had this water source, and they couldn't do anything else. So they created what was called, quote unquote, rat paradise, where they had." You know, they were surrounded by all their other rat friends. I don't know. Did what? It was like this this little haven for for rats to live in. And they were given the same two bottles, one with cocaine, one with water. And none of the rats in this rat paradise setup, they none of them consumed that cocaine filled bottle. They they enjoyed the life that they have, and so that was enough pleasure for them, so that they couldn't seek pleasure in the the cocaine filled filled water source and they all lived happily ever after and that's and ratatouille was made and they're cooking <laughs> <laughs> ratatouille <laughs> no but but yeah so I, it hmm. it really just depends on the landscape in which you're living and this goes back to our reality discussion earlier if you if you live in a shitty like if your life sucks uh, to put it frankly you're going to turn to something that makes it not suck and that could be some so... drug that's going to kill you but if your life doesn't suck then you're not going to turn to that. To that point, then, for the existing homeless, what I've heard is a crisis, like out in California, which would probably span all the way up to Oregon. 
if you now make it easier for the homeless to get that heroin, like, why would they break that cycle, to your point? Like, being homeless probably sucks, and so that's all they know. So they, I mean, they just have easier access to heroin. Like, what yeah. would make them want to break out of homelessness? You know? So, yeah, that that's a really good question, and I, I think that, that goes into a lot of core issues with the country right now. The, you know, the, the boom of poverty going on life sucks for a lot of people and they're going to turn to, to drugs as, as that escape. So, um, yeah, I, that's one some, other issue. Yeah. That's just kind of extrapolated by that. drug usage. Right. So a couple, a couple takeaways. First off, no one takeaway reminder. Drugs are bad. they're they're really bad (laughs) so know that second um okay so it sounds like the root cause of all this is life sucks so you turn to drugs right so the um, big question is how do you not make life suck um and we're not going to answer that but like that's just something to think about i guess i'll take that with me to my pillow tonight just thinking about that like i don't know because if we go back to what we were originally saying about drugs, this is a drug, and I don't drink this because my life sucks. Like, <laughs> that's for sure. Like, I don't think my life sucks at A lot all. of people do, though. That, yeah, yes, if, that you, if you're an alcoholic, you, know? you probably don't have the best life. Right. So you turn to alcohol. Right. So we, we're, we're all lucky that we don't have an addiction because we have control over our substance use of beer. But there are people out there who cannot control that. So... Well, I guess what I'm saying is like, okay, you know, how can we get to the root cause of helping people not have their lives suck? And, you know, that's not something that we're going to answer today, but that's the root. What we kept kind of circling back to a few times. So I just kept hearing everyone here say. So um, anyway, I think that was a really good discussion. I was actually being facetious saying that Blake was a drug expert. And little, <laughs> it took me very shortly after that to realize that, he is. Actually. He sounds like a drug expert. Good God. I mean, they was dropping knowledge, stats, studies, names, big words, sciences. Like, I was like, oh, oh God. Oh, whoa. Damn. I ate my words on that one. So, thank you for that insight. I and I, I just think – I think it's a really cool discussion. I'll be honest. Y'all kind of changed my, my mind a little bit. Like, I don't know. It, it's like the fundamental question of, you know – if you don't want somebody to do something, do you tell them that you're that they're not allowed to do it, or do you make it available and then hope that they don't want to do it? You know, it's kind of like that fundamental question. And I think it. Go ahead. Then you make it available. <laughs> I mean, clearly. Uh, yeah, I mean that's from, from that's my you guys talk. that's my thoughts with freedom in general and 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 uh, stuff going on in our country. Yeah, Just more freedom less control i know the republicans have tried to be controlling in the past but i think a lot of modern conservatives maybe aren't for that like it's all about freedom you know i think that's where we can all come together is freedom yeah no doubt absolutely protect personal Um, liberties at all costs and and that's yes that's fundamental we all stand on that all right i got a last question for you guys let's wrap it up okay like we talked about earlier okay Uh, so uh as we all know we have a very contentious election right now so my question to my three co-hosts is how would you guys in your own world in your own little rat paradise how would you like 
for the uh, for the election to be decided. Anything in the world can work. MMA battle, <laughs> Trump versus Biden, moderated by Joe Rogan. <laughs> Dude, oh my god! Do you guys remember like three years ago when Trump and Biden were actually beefing? Like Trump was saying that he would he would like take down Biden in in a physical fight. Like before, no. before like election. I forget yes. the whole context of the situation, but like. Trump yes. was saying that he – essentially saying that he would, like, whoop Biden's ass if they, if they were to fight. They should box. <laughs> that would be so fucking funny. I don't know about – Oh, my God. I want to see all that. <laughs> but they should have a boxing match. No, no training, no coaches. Cage just fight. get into an octagon and just start fucking going at it. Like like a freaking <laughs> high school bathroom lunch fight. Oh, all right. All right here we go. Uh, do, here they we go. Have to, do they have to take a drug test? <laughs> I don't think either one of them would pass. Shit. <laughs> Okay, maybe. <laughs> but actually, though, who would, who would win in that fight? I, dude, uh, Trump's got to I think Trump would just body Trump, slam yeah. I think he's taller, right? No, honestly. Yeah, I don't know. Trump's a pretty so tall guy. Bad. Like, if they honestly, neither one of them could take any drugs before it. Because you know they're drugged up before they go out on oh, stage, yeah. dude. Like, like, you know they are. It's like if, if literally neither one of them could take drugs before they went out there. It would be pretty sad and pitiful. <laughs> like, Biden, we would see actually how they are. Biden would just get out there like and immediately shaking. be like, oh, what? Where are we? Oh, I can't see anything. They'd be like, <laughs> well, don't, don't the, uh, doesn't the president take a drug test like periodically? I don't know, honestly. That's a good question. Does he? I'm pretty sure, let me, I'm I'm pretty pretty sure they this. do. I can't be president. Because, well, because <laughs> I'll say, I don't know. Anyway, we won't get too deep into that, but. Um, yeah, I think I think an MMA fight would be hilarious. Uh, a rap battle that'd be pretty sick. Um, oh ooh, here's one: a dance <laughs> no. off. A the dance rap off, would dude. Not be sick, imagine dude, Trump had that YMCA stuff going. Yes, the last couple imagine days. imagine a dance off for the presidency. That'd be sick. I'm I'm here for it. Um, all right, fellas. That's the gayest well, thing I've heard all day, dude. Just go with it. Um. <laughs> All right, so I guess that's it. Are y'all's hearts and minds clear? Sorry. I'm Cheers. smiling and satisfied. Yeah, this was a this was a fun one, guys. A shout out to the boys in the chat. Uh, appreciate y'all bringing the heat tonight. Um, no one was safe tonight. We all got roasted. <laughs> uh, probably me more so than anyone else, but deservedly so. Um, so anyway, appreciate you guys tuning in. Yeah, right. Appreciate you guys tuning in. Um, this is Bonafide Talk. We got B, we got Blake, we got Cameron, and this is yours truly, Garrett Lusk. We'll see you all next time. Stay cool. Thanks for listening, guys.